Hello, listener. It's New Game Plus, your pixel perfect podcast for all things gaming. I'm your host, Dan. And your co host, Antonio. And continuing our streak of current topical topics, I think that's the term I'm looking for. I mean, it works for me. We have another big news that came out over the weekend. And and don't let the chipper voices fool you. Uh, I, I am sad. I am very sad. Uh, Evo 2020 has been canceled. I can't make my Grand Blue Versus debut. I was going to be your hype man. I was going to dress up. I was going to be cheering for you in the pools. Ooh, I was going to cosplay as Charlotta. I mean, what? I mean, I was going to do Fandoshi stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I get kicked out of Evo for the final time. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, but unfortunately, yeah, um, Friday morning or Friday afternoon-ish, uh, Joey, Mr. Wizard Sillier, kind of released this statement on Twitter saying, and I quote, Due to COVID-19, we are sadly canceling Evo 2020 at Mandalay Bay and refunding all purchased tickets. But to keep the Evo spirit alive, we're bringing the event online this summer. More information coming soon. The health and well-being of our community is our highest priority. We hope everyone stays safe during this time. Signed, the Evo team. So, in all things considered, me and Antonio, we saw this coming. We kind of had it like a 90 to 10 shot at this happening. Yeah, we, we 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 say devastated, but to be quite honest, like with everything else that's been canceling with other big events like Anime Expo, um, even just recently, our local uh, Renaissance Fair canceled and they're all the way out in October. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and continuing on the FGC, we have uh, Combo Breaker got canceled. CEO mm-hmm. got delayed all the way to December. Cap- Capcom canceled the first half of the Capcom Pro Tour. and. Unfortunately, Arxis had to cancel the entire Arc World Tour for the entire year of 2020. Yeah, which is like a, it's like it's a double blow for them because at the end of this year, Guilty Gear Strive is coming out, so they can't even like celebrate the launch with a full-on tour. So yeah, this sucks. There, there yeah. is no other word. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> This fucking blows. Understandably so. Yeah. Like I am. I am not faulting any company because it's one of those. It's one of those things where obviously nationwide, everything that's been going on, uh, local communities have been looking at plans to slowly open up, and having something as big and as public as any sort of gaming tournament, it comes with an excessive amount of risk. Enough so to where a lot of people don't want to take that, and I'm kind of glad that they don't, because I mean, considering like, if it, Evo is like a worldwide event, yeah, yeah, it, it is a you are you are bringing in a bunch of people from around the world, and as much as you can try and social distance, there's going to be close quarters. There's going to be people like crowding up against each other during grand finals and everything, during top eight, like. You can only control so much. I mean, for God's sakes, the Smash section alone has got to be a hotbed. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Though. Like, so it, it it makes sense. What what kind of puts me a little, not necessarily on edge, but a little like, I can, I can understand again why, um, but they're uh, making Evo online. It's great for people who still want to have that experience, but um, let me just say, 
online is a completely different territory than than live. I mean, considering all the pains that we've had with Street Fighter Five online, with the constant like, "Hey, let's fix this." No, let's not fix this. Hey, we fix it, and then we go, "No, you didn't." To um, just a smash online. Woof. Yes, like, like I know you and I were talking about this um, off of podcasts, but we're kind of wondering if um, Nintendo would end up looking at a more robust online system because of this. Yeah, because I you know, the thought came to mind and this came from a hungry hungry box. We talked about how this could lead to a PR nightmare for Nintendo. Cause imagine grand finals, right? You have mm-hmm. uh, you have who are some big name Smash players? You have, have Nairo versus Zero Grand Finals, uh match point after a reset would over to tie like three to three final stocks each, and suddenly zero disconnects. Mm-hmm. Do you really want the finals of Smash to end on a disconnect DQ? Yeah, either, it's, either a disconnect DQ, disconnect that leads into them replaying the match or the set, which, you know, can kill momentum. We've seen that happen live at Evo. Not even a disconnect, but some like some sort of like technical issue that just takes the, the momentum out of somebody and can potentially swing the tournament in their favor. And so we have really unreliable netcode, and now we're going to combine that with broadcasting online. Uh, it just seems like this is going to be a logistical nightmare for organizers. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen a bunch of online tournaments being held for things like Grand Blue Versus and whatnot, which is fine. I can understand people being, like, making restrictions like, you know, wired connections only and stuff like that. Four bars Um, go home. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, and I understand that. But at the end of the day, once again, you can only do so much. And at the end of the day, part of the onus is on the players. And so you can have the most robust streaming system to stream the tournament as much as you want. If somebody just happens to have a, a crap day of internet, even if their internet's relatively normal. Heaven or, forbid or, someone's parents decides to watch like binge watch Tiger King for like the 50th time in a row. Yeah. Or like heaven forbid, uh, you know, construction crews knock out, you know, power to a place in the middle of the night or something like that like that in and of itself is going to be pretty crazy if that if that happens. Not only do you have to deal with like American internet service, which let's be honest, it's not the greatest, it really mm-hmm. isn't. And then you have to combine that with world services. Like, oh man, I am, I hey, you, I love you. What, what if what if grand finals happens to be between somebody in the U.S. and somebody in Japan? Probably not going to happen. Let's be honest here. Yeah, <laughs> but but still, you know. That's going to be something that they need to take into consideration. And I'm sure they hopefully are, but well they got like what three more months until Evo on Eve Online? <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I, I me personally, I I love Evo. Don't get me wrong. I've been going there for the last five years. I'm really, really sad that I don't get to go this year and just see my favorite players, see some great vendors, go with my friends and just enjoy being a fighting game fan. But I have no faith in this right working even remotely successfully and that kind of brings the question in my head like compare this to other games compare this to like say the overwatch the uh league of legends 
they clearly have online events that run smoothly. I mean, yeah, there's some exceptions to the uh, rule, but and they're used to this stuff. They they made an easy transition to online only events. For some reason, with fighting games, that is something hard to do, and maybe it's because the community were so used to like in person, like hey, yeah, face to face, no variables added there, but. I don't know what it is about DFTC that finds it so hard to transition to an online environment. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what I, are I'm your thoughts? Sure. I I think I think part of that has to do with and like not to discredit something like Overwatch or anything, but like stuff terms like frames and whatnot has have been so ingrained in the community to where like a latency of two to three frames can be felt by like the most experienced players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because that has been like, since that difference is very, very, uh, like, like I said before with, with top tier, it, it's very noticeable. Um, that's why a lot of the, the higher ranked people tend to shy away from things like online especially because there's the constant battle between delay-based netcode and rollback-based netcode. Um, a lot of Arxis and Japanese games, I want to say like the majority save for one, uh, still uses delay-based netcode, which in overall in the fighting game community has been kind of... We, they've been wanting to shy away from it, and after doing research, I can definitely understand why. So, um, for our listeners who don't aren't familiar with terms, can you give us kind of like a uh, the best you can the difference between delay base and rollback netcode? Okay, uh, so it's actually great because I actually did a little bit of research on it because I really wanted to figure out what the difference was and why everybody wanted rollback. Um, so, what delay based is, and let me actually pull this up just to make sure because I don't want I don't want to bullshit people. Um, <laughs> Let me, I can actually pull up the action, the uh, delay base. Look at me not bringing up my my source material before uh, for the podcast. All right. Um, so delay based netcode. Um, the main thing is because you're fighting on like a, a normally fighting games are done on a peer to peer system, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your you have your local console, and then your opponent's console. So what happens with delay with delay based netcode is that um, while your inputs are let, let's say I'm player one right and I'm the the host and you're the remote player okay mm-hmm. um, so let's let's switch roles you know now you're the you're the perpetual player two and I'm player one uh, how dare you <laughs> I know it's weird right um, but let, so let's say I just do a light punch and then a medium punch like three frames after or whatever, right? Light punch, medium punch. My inputs get processed like standard, okay? Just just standard, mm-hmm. exact, exactly the frame that I put them on. Mm-hmm. Um, however, let's say you put yours on, let's say we have a 10-frame window. Let's say you put in a punch on frame three. And let's say the current delay-based netcode is three frames of delay. Since I'm the host, that punch is not going to come out until frame six. So that in and of itself, even if we even if we hit the same input at the exact same time on both of our systems, because of the delay-based netcode, 
you're not, uh, I would have priority and I would end up hitting you first, which makes an entire, which is a world of difference between both of us hitting each other and either clashing or hit, just hitting each other at the same time. Wow, that sounds like a pain in the ass. It, it really, really is. And, you know, people, and the reason why it's there is because it's, it's easy to implement. It's, it's simple to implement. Um, what happens with uh, rollback-based netcode is that both players have their inputs marked on what frame they get put on. So let's say, once again, same example. I put my uh, input on frame 3, and then you put your input also on frame 3 out of 10. So we go through, the, the match plays as normal, right, with my punch going. And then when I receive your input, because your input was marked as, hey, when, when player two put in their input at frame three, like when player two put their, their punch input, it was frame three on their machine. The game then says, oh, crap. Okay, I didn't get that. Let me roll back the game simulation really quick and replay that simulation with both of these animations going on frame three which allows for more accurate things, um, which, you know, with a, a rollback of something like three frames is going to be pretty much undiscernible by m a very vast majority of people. It may seem like a very, very quick stutter, but overall it's going to play much better than a delay-based netcode. It's closer to um, playing like face-to-face -face rather than, you know, playing uh, from across the country. Exactly, because the game system does that rollback. You'll see, you will, you know, in in the cases of really latent internet, it may result in like, you know, you'll see some things like snapping back or like rubber banding. Yeah, have you ever but seen playing a game online and suddenly you see like your characters moving super fast? That's the result of delay-based. Yes, or uh, of rollback. Mm -hmm. Because rollback has to, you know, snap back and readjust and everything. Um, but overall, it is a much more accurate simulation of what would happen if you two were in the same room and playing with no latency, which now after doing that research is, is very, um, very, very much preferred, even just looking at it without even really seeing it. And I'll, I'll actually send you the link to the article that I learned all of this from if Please you do. want to. Could you uh, repeat like some of that? Because you got cut off in like, the beginning. Um, so Grand Blue Versus actually uses a delay-based netcode. And while I have um, about a two to four to maybe five with some, with some you know, spikes of delay, I get, I've gotten used to it. I've gotten used to the online thing. But I know um, it is vastly different from playing just either on, uh, offline or like against computers and whatnot, it, it, my, my window for like confirms and combos is so much wider without that delay. And we're going to kind of like explain the reason why some, some regions prefer one or the other when we get back from this commercial break. Hey guys. Due to Nevada's current lockdown, Gamer vs. Taylor has suspended all classes until further notice. However, Jez, Leon, Amanda, Fernando, and Anna are still bringing you the same exciting and fun content on their Twitch channel. 
the teachers at Gamer vs. Taylor are still doing their weekly race streams, where one member of the team tries to finish a game before another member can complete a related cosplay. You can find them at twitch.tv slash Gamer vs. Taylor, that's Gamer vs. Taylor, as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, also Gamer vs. Taylor. And we hope you're excited for the day the school opens their doors once again. Gamer vs. Taylor. What will you create today? And we're back. So now that we kind of broke down the idea of delay base versus a rollback netcode, here's the reason why Japan is so used to delay base because in Japan, they have great internet. They have a great infrastructure for their uh, internet. So for them having, and because also because it's such a tinier country than say America, um, lag is not an issue for them for the most part. Yeah. That's why if, it's it's much more negligible because of the distance between two people. Exactly. So when they hear um, American complaints for their games, they just go like, well, we're doing just fine. So why should we change? And that's mm-hmm. that's the most frustrating mindset of it all. What, meanwhile, you have people like uh, Adam Hart, Keats, one of the key developers of KI, who is campaigning for rollback netcode because you take games like, say, and keep in mind, these are. Notice that these are American games. Skullgirls, KI, Killer Instinct. They all have rollback netcode and they are so well received because their internet is so, re- because the uh, online is so reliable. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually to the point where um, apparently, and, and I'm, once again, in my research, I found this and I was very surprised. Um, Mortal Kombat apparently has some sort of logic to determine whether a person is on wi-fi or internet and they've been able to uh, or wi-fi or like lan cable and they've been able to use that to enforce their lan only rules and i find that super fascinating yeah wi-fi go behind camps oh dear (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean there's a reason why like in smash they're called wi-fi warriors right (laughs) Mm. so that's why because of this whole situation, this is why I am don't really have much faith in the idea of Evo Online. <sighs> but again, I, I that doesn't mean I want to see where it goes. Maybe this will be the impetus that kicks off this kind of revolution of like, okay, with the world the way it is now, maybe we do need more reliable netcode for our fighting games because we love it so much, but we don't adapt with like the rest of the uh, gaming industry. We're going to get left behind. And because of, and if we, and the moment we're we're unable to have in-person events, we're fucked. Yeah, it, it's one of those. I I still absolutely want Evo Online to happen. Yes, like even if it's even if it results in a lot of complaints about netcode, that this might be the reason why. This is still. I believe this will be a great platform to advocate for that rollback-based netcode. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about how this will affect the games. So we already, we kind of had a couple of months ago, we had our episode on the uh, lineup of Evo. We had, uh, for those of you who forgot, we had Street Fighter V, Smash Ultimate, Tekken 7, Soul Calibur Six, Samurai Showdown, On the Night in Birth EX, Late CLR, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, and Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, along with a special Marvel vs. Capcom 2 uh, Invitational. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, that Marvel vs. Capcom 2 Invitational is not going to be happening anytime soon. Yeah, unfortunately, um, out of the games on this list, which one do you think will be most affected by Evo canceling? 
most affected by Evo in terms of like maybe it's player base, it's exposure, maybe it's just like it's mainstream appeal. Which one has the most to lose, you think? I feel like the most recent games. So, so Grand Blue, um, Grand Blue, absolutely. Um, It's been a great fighting game once again, an an amazing experience on my end. Um, And I've been trying to get a lot of people into it. But the thing is now. Like the 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 player base has been building and people have been practicing, but now that there's not a big big like tournament for us to like either look to attend or to watch and like further develop strategies, it it gets a little bit more difficult. Of like, okay, well, why am I playing this game then? Is it just to lab with other people online? Like people like me, that's fine, but. I know there are people out there that want more from it. Exactly. Like, um, you know, the lifeblood of the FCC is being able to meet up with other players and learn or from either from winning or from losing or from watching. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, like I've only been able to talk to people online about grand blue. And I know for a fact that my passion and love for grand blue, and it would probably be easier to get other people if I could have them come over and we could play some local lab sets, but obviously that can't be done. And another game for me, I feel like it has most to lose is going to be soul caliber six. And that pains yeah. me to say this because I love the soul caliber series. Um, it's for me, it's like the reason why I love it is because it's nothing else like it in the fighting game in this industry mm-hmm. right now. And Soul Calibur 6 kind of lives and breathes by the hype it generates. Mm-hmm. I honestly do feel like if it wasn't for like live events like Evo and other tournaments, it would not have uh Soul Calibur 6 would not have gotten the second season of DLC. Oh yeah. And I can tell you right now, I I still haven't picked up a lot of Soul Calibur 6 since Evo um of last year, even with all the hype like I know there's still a dedicated player base, but I can, I, and also a, a, a good amount of even the dedicated player base can tell that it's very much dwindling. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that pains me to say, and maybe it's because, you know, hey, maybe the support is kind of like, is dwindling because the players are dwindling. Because there's no one's, like, it's not longer in the public eye anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like have, having another Soul Calibur tournament would absolutely bring that hype back, especially if you couple that with like some more DLC announcements yes. or just something like that. <sighs> and speaking and kind of like speaking of DLC announcements, like I really do hope at the very least with Eve Online, <laughs> I don't know what they call it, Evo Online, Eve Online, Eve Online, something different. Never mind. Yeah, Eve Eve Online's a game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they kind of try to do their best to emulate the experience of um, like the grand reveal, the hype reveal. I hope we still get that in some way or form, because that's also mm-hmm. one of the biggest parts of Evo was like being able to drop like the latest bombshell of your favorite game. Yeah, Evo World Premiere. Oh God, that just sends shivers down my spine whenever I hear mm-hmm. that. When you hear the music, like oh, man, like. We we know that it's hard for everyone. This is a global pandemic. We're all in this together, but you can't help but feel like you can't help but cry at the loss of normalcy. You really can't. Yeah, you know, not you know, some days are going to be better than others. Like again, pulling. I I feel like I've been pulling the the curtain behind on all this 
a lot. But I feel like it, it helps us be a little like relate a little bit more mm-hmm. to everybody. But like this weekend for me was really fucking rough. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those like it, it set in of like oh god like I've been I've been in quarantine for like over a month like this is nuts and I just I just want there's so many things I want to do that I know I can't and while I'm upset I still accept that I can't but that also doesn't mean that you know just because I accept something doesn't mean I can't be a little upset at it still mm-hmm. or miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, we can the only thing we could do now is kind of like hope for the best that Evo twenty twenty one will just be double the excitement, double the hype. Um, mm. unfortunately, I do think we're gonna for a lot of these games, it might have been their last chance to ever be featured. Like, I'll be shocked unless there's like another season of DLC. I'll be shocked that Dragon Ball Fighters makes the roster again because especially with Strive coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if Grand Blue is gonna was supposed to be a one and done. They might give it another year because of its because it couldn't obviously make this year's debut. Mm-hmm. But you know you can't have the pity a slot given for every like person that they would skip this year. Like you can't give everyone like the same uh, treatment. Like obviously Samurai Showdown may not get the same treatment as say Smash Ultimate. Hmm. But who knows? You know, hopefully soon we'll find out more about what they have planned. Um, we'll see what they have planned for Evo Online. You'll definitely hear from us, like when we after Evo Online happens, we we will definitely hear our thoughts. That's for sure. Put that to the bank. Oh yeah. But I'm I'm still gonna be watching it, whether it's a whether it's an amazing, uh, you know, event or a glorious shit show. A glorious shit show, maybe. It couldn't. Be, it can't be like WrestleMania where they do it in front of a empty arena. You know. Mm-hmm. Although I would totally like watch that on, on stream if that was the case. Um, but you know, we want to hear from you guys. Are you guys sad about Evo Gone? Um, what other events that you got canceled that you're just completely bummed out by? Let us know. Hit us up on our, the email at ngpluspodcast at gmail dot com, and also hit us up on our socials. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash AKL Trifecta. You can also find me on Twitter and Facebook, also AKL Trifecta. And you can find myself on twitch.tv slash the Perpetual Player One, on Facebook and Instagram as the Perpetual Player One, and on Twitter as Perpetual Player because of character limits. Guys, um, we've been doing this is going to be episode 50. Holy crap. Uh, We already reached the one year anniversary of when I first launched the podcast. And we'll be hitting. It's been a year already. It has been a year already since I first launched the podcast. And oh, in God. a few, in like in two more episodes, we'll be hitting like episode fifty-two, a whole year's worth of podcast, barring mm. you know the little breaks we had in between seasons. But mm. we're excited about that. Like, so for, kind of celebrate that. We want to hear from you guys at anything. Like, send us a question on our social medias using the hashtag #AskNGPlus. I think that's that the hashtag we used originally. Yep. Um, that's that's N-G-P-L-U-S. That's N-G-P-L-U-S. Um, use the hashtag on Twitter if you want to ask us a question. Or, again, hit us up on the email at ngpluspodcast at gmail.com, and we will do a, an entire episode on your questions. Well, it can be as like specific or in general as you want. You want to ask if Antonio's got drums? Yeah, you can. And spoiler, he does. <laughs> you, you've seen his streams. <laughs> Um, you want to ask how I really feel about Last of Us? Well, 
I mean, you can listen to previous last week's episode, but I can say it again. How do you really feel? I hate it. <laughs> 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 Got to keep that hate mail coming. Got to keep that hate mail coming. But oh, we are so excited for this, and we're so happy and thankful that you guys have stuck with us for an entire year, and we hope to be continuing this for as many years to come. And the best way you can help us do that, other than by just by listen, hit, clicking listen, please um, subscribe, leave us a comment, leave us a rating on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever the hell you get your podcasts at, and it will really help us grow. But unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Boo, I guess. I oh, know. It's okay. It was a fun. It was a fun topic. It was a fun topic. It's, it's actually. It's been fun keeping our ear to the ground for different like gaming news and actually being able to to talk about them Mm -hmm. but until that next until next week's episode guys stay safe stay indoors wash your hands but always continue to do amazing things and we'll see you on the next episode of new game plus bye everybody see ya